Hello, good evening, and uh, hi there. Uh, welcome to the Hooniverse Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Glucker, and joining me, as he often does, is my podcast partner and pal, Blake zoolander Wrong. Give me some blue steel, buddy. Yeah, doesn't translate to radio. No, but no, it doesn't. I'm it, surprised it's taking this long it to made say me happy. Zoolander. How you do, how you doing this evening? I'm doing all right. I'm doing that, all right, that's Jeff. That's good. Great. Um we have a guest this evening. Uh, his name is Mr. Chris Cantel Candler from the. Uh, he's the <laughs> multimedia editor for Road and Track. He's handy with the camera, and he just bought a ridiculous Miata. Um, more with way too many miles. That is a fact. Chris, yeah. thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, we're going to dive into this podcast the way we always do, uh, which is by talking about new car stuff to kick things off, uh, even though we all prefer old cars. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ooh, something fell, but I don't know what it was. I think it was my fault. Uh, BMW is getting ready to produce a 4 Series Grand Coupe. I have one bullet point here, and it just says, kill me. Yeah, that's actually a very apt sentiment. I, I thought the same thing, too, when I saw it. Because, you know, here's the thing, and I'm about to get a little ranty here, so I apologize to the ladies oh, and gentlemen listening to this. Oh, that's fine. We never rant about No, BMW I never rant about ahead. things like Copo Camaros. But um, this time, you know, the 6 Series Grand Coupe worked because it looked different enough from a 5 Series and different enough from a 6 Series, and it looked good on its own to justify its own existence. The 4 Series Grand Coupe looks 2 inches lower than a 3 Series, and that's it. That's absolutely it. It is exactly the same. It is a sedan version of a coupe version of a sedan, and I feel like I'm taking crazy pills, like Mugatu. That's pretty cynical. It's incredibly cynical. <laughs> and we're talking about a company here that has – I saw an X6M today. I was following an X6M in the car I'm driving today. I'll talk about that later. And it was offensive. And BMW is also doing – what's that two-active tourer thing? That's a front-wheel drive minivan essentially. And they also have a 3 Series GT, which, I may add, looks exactly like the Ford Grand Coupe, but slightly taller. So it's just they're flooding the market with all these different badges and trims and my own models and everything. And it's a little comical. It's like a practical joke that the Germans play on us. Yeah. I mean, you hear me. Anybody listening knows that I, I pick on BMW a lot. And I completely agree with you, Blake, that this is a ridiculous idea for a vehicle and they need to just stop. Whoever is in charge of making their model names and filling every niche that doesn't exist and making new ones. It's Mugatu. <laughs> it's crazy. Yes. I mean, I, I just – there's a – BMW lost me a long time ago personally, but they're only just making it worse, I think. I think they lost me now. I think this is BMW's shark jumping moment. It's like – I don't know what else we're going to come up with, like a 1 Series GT, maybe a, oh. maybe a X7M or something. Just keep it simple. Coupe, sedan – Wagon and then crossover because people buy crossovers. Right, exactly. And then your big SUVs. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no you don't need a no, GT, no coupe sedans, no five series GT. You Ugh. might need an eight series though. Bring back the eight series. That'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty sweet. Yeah, they've got a whole digit left over. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And they still got the rights to that. Thing. And I'm sure they bought the trademarks to nine. And Ten. there's always been talk of a zero. Um, that's a scooter. That's that <laughs> weird canopy C1 scooter C1. they made a few years ago. Yeah. Nice. That's the BMW Zero. I want one bad. Zero thirty five I X M Sport M Sport Active Hybrid Efficient Dynamics. Now, in some other news, all wheel drive spares. Some training wheels. Some other new car news. I saw this on Auto Week. Oh yeah, I've heard of that site. The Subaru Legacy leaked early, and of course, it looked nothing—not even close as dramatic as the concept. No, no, of course not. I, I forgot what the concept looked like. I assume it came from a different planet. The it, concept. It's, well, oh, it's fine. What's wrong with it? You don't like it? 
No, I mean, fine. you like it? No, I, I don't like, like it. I, but I, mean, no, but the, the, I just don't remember the concept. I like the, the way the concept, like the WRX, the concept was, oh, wow, this is getting people excited about the brand. And then I feel like the legacy is a little bit boring. You know, it's a legacy. I know, but, but <laughs> when they tease us, like at least the WRX kept some of the lines. The legacy just pulled it all tight, straight. Oh nope, that's a curve. Let's flatten that. And, and I feel like they could have kept some of the excitement. But you are right; it is a legacy. It's not supposed to be exciting. You know, here's but the th- I hate them for teasing me with the mm. concept. Jeff felt cock teased. He felt betrayed <laughs> and violated. But the thing concept is, though, teased. yeah. G- actually, speaking of that, GM was really bad with concept teasing back in the '90s. You know, and the OOS. Remember the uh, G6 concept looked awesome, and in the G6 we got was a G6. So I think Super is kind of playing at that level now where they just come up with all these great concepts that look 99% close to production, and then the one that's actually production-ready is okay. But I like the way the new Legacy looks. And also, my parents own an 06 Legacy, which is the best-looking generation Legacy or best-looking Subaru ever made. We can so, come back ooh, to that later because okay. I've got we got a little we got a little thing in our pocket for that. Oh, okay. Actually, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a nice a thing. little thing in our pocket. All right, we'll put a pin in that. Um, I want to move on to talk about some of the Super Bowl ads. Um, what was your favorite? Well, I was going to ask you who won. For I, me, it's the Maserati. Oh, oh, because it came out of nowhere. Chris and I didn't watch the game. We went to a gun range and shot shotguns all afternoon, and my yeah. shoulder is still is sore from that. Oh, see, that was better because the game yeah. was insanely boring. The commercials all sucked. The commercials did really suck this year. But I, I had no idea that Maserati was doing one. I finally I saw the Maserati did. one today, and it's it's pretty good. It's, it's good. I mean, it, it's 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 my favorite of the car ads, but it's ridiculously dramatic. I, I had yeah. no idea it was a car ad. And usually you, you usually you can tell, but this one you're like, oh, what movie is this? this or know, what right? TV show yeah. is this? It's the only thing I went out of my way to see, and it was it was good. It was yeah, a good ad. I really like I really like the Jaguar one. That was the best one because it's exactly the way you think a Jaguar should be portrayed. You know, driven by caddish kind of gross villains, old British people. Old you know British what's? People. You're right about the Jaguar run. That the Jaguar one. Now that I think about it, is actually my favorite. But I forgot about it because the Maserati one surprised me so much. Huh. Yeah, true. You know, I really like this thing that Chrysler does. Olivier Francois, who used to be in charge of Fiat, now he's just kind of this mysterious international playboy of mystery at Chrysler. And um, he never teases ads. He never, like, leaks out anything to social media or barrages his ads with hashtags. And that's the only way to go, I think. Because Volkswagen's teaser was atrocious, uh, and (laughs) the ad was okay. Audi's teaser and well, ad it wasn't awful. even Audi's well, ad they're not awful. even teasers anymore they just show you the ad it's a commercial for a commercial once again crazy pills right yeah uh, the Audi one was all it was mildly humorous the part that was funny was what that they got uh, what's her name Sarah McLaughlin that part was funny was um, but yeah the Jaguar one was awesome the, yeah. I mean the tagline's a little silly good to be bad but I think it plays to the nature of that car it's gonna be an amazing ridiculous awesome car oh it's yeah perfect then, for Americans too it, yeah, isn't it yeah because we're, I mean that's for us that's what we aspire to is being English Yes, I, yeah, yes, I agree. You yeah. either want to be an yeah. English good guy or an English bad guy, but either way, one of those extremes. Yeah. The and, English yeah. good guys always have the good teeth, and I don't really want those. Okay. Well, like David Tennant. <laughs> David Tennant has pretty yeah. good teeth. Nice. But also, because everyone on the internet loves Tom Hiddleston. He's like the male Jennifer Lawrence. Everyone just loves making gifs of him. Who's that? He's the guy that played Loki Yeah. in The Avengers. He's the skinny guy. He's the guy in the that. Jaguar commercial. He's the guy in the, the helicopter. helicopter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. But they're... Uh, yeah, Ben Kingsley and then uh, the other guy. Mark Strong. Thank you. Yeah. Um, they're also – it was great. And then, yeah, like the car, just the, an R version with – you know it's going to sound bananas because the V8S already sounds amazing. So that that was good to make it evil. And 
if not that Aston Martin does ads, but it'd be fun to see those two play off each other right. because they it's clearly set up for it's it. Good to be good. Um, or good and to yes, be, good I'd to much, be Bond. I mean, at the end of the day, I'd much rather have a Vanquish than an F-Type. That's because you just drove one. Yeah. Also because it's more expensive, so fair right. enough. Right, and I could sell it once I can't afford to insure it and repair it. Yes. Um, so there's that. So, so you'd have fair it for enough. about a week. Now, uh, <laughs> yeah. that was a press loan. Chrysler trotted out Dylan. Uh, that was, that was know, awful. It was, it was America. Uh, I know. I, listen, I, okay. Um, first of all, it's an ad that actually – Blake hates America. Out. I do hate America evidently. Um, no, I just care. I love this country. I have citizenship, damn it. You can't take it away from me. But they said, they said the line, what's more American than America – which was the face. dumbest thing ever. Which is this? Yeah, I was sitting alone. I, no, I was sitting there watching the TV with my wife, and I go, I don't think anything is. <laughs> no, you, you, I think you that's why the shit. word's the word. You, you got us. <laughs> fuck, damn it, you got us there. This is Dylan. I mean, to hear Dylan say that, Dylan wrote everything. Well, it's for God's more sakes. American than America. Yeah. <laughs> then you go into a harmonica solo. Feel and... like a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> they should have had Neil Young. What's more? They, you know, they had should have had all those that style. Singing, that would have like been... Springsteen will be there. What's more American than America? Um, they should <laughs> just see what you keep doing this with a bunch of people. Bring out Steve Tyler Pop. at some point. Yeah, they already Iggy... had to get Pop. They can bring him back again. Uh, yeah, isn't he from Michigan? He's from Michigan. Yeah, that's that's. There why. you go. Him and Varvados will do the next Chrysler two. Him and Eminem. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Oh, Eminem. Yeah, uh, that that'd be good. Now the Honda ad. The Kiss Honda ad. I didn't get. I I like the Honda ad because. I, I don't know why, why I found that ad. It was kind of weird. I, Bruce Willis is entertaining. Fred Armisen's hilarious. That ad was stupid. Oh, it's totally dumb. <laughs> it's kind uh, of I a relief it because it's the only car ad that didn't have like a million explosions in it. Like that Hyundai ad with the guy from Big Bang Theory was dumb. Well, that that ad was ridiculous. And I yeah. and and this is a good segue for me to talk about how I'm one of the few people who maybe I should like the Big Bang Theory because I'm into some slightly nerdy uh, stuff. That no. show is so no. fucking stupid. That show is terrible. That Sorry show is if a... you like it, Chris. No, I've never seen it. Uh, so many people love that show. And it's the, a stupid it's, show. It's not even good nerd humor. It's no, so dumb. It's, it's cliche, shitty, stereotypical yeah. nerd humor. Somebody once said it's like blackface for nerds. Yes, that's a Which great, is a great analogy. way to put it. That is a great analogy. It's your, the, the one pe- person that everybody finds funny clearly is a character that suffers from autism uh you know yeah. and the rest of it is just people who people work who, for it's like the same JPL joke type that, jobs yeah, it's and, the same joke where it's like a bunch of multicultural people who ha- can't get a blonde girl and a blonde girl is like oh you got i don't know anything about science it's dumb right it's, it's so terrible. awful my mom likes that show uh but back to uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah my mom likes that show too um but the real winner of the show was no car companies. It was Budweiser with the puppy and the horse ad. <laughs> I didn't see that. One. That's my personal winner. Don't they do that every year? Where it's always a Clydesdale. Oh, uh, well, puppy? it's always a Clydesdale. Yeah, yeah, but this year it played. With, it was puppy. It, I'm a dog lover, so yeah, I know. So it's the same ad as last year. No, it was different. Oh, I'm mean, sure. Yeah, okay. it's always horses though. How many? Did you watch any Bud Light ads where people get kicked in the crotch? I assume. No, like they a, did some weird ad where it was supposed to be like a real. They, they surprised this guy with hidden cameras and actors and took him on this wild night that spanned like three commercials. And But I'm sure it was very fake, even though oh, it was supposed totally. to look like he was real. Right. Um, it, that's how Arnold Schwarzenegger was in a wig playing him in ping pong. And That's uh, kind of cool. He's was, been wearing was, that wig a lot lately. Yeah, it's been He's weird. He's wearing that wig a lot. Um, <laughs> he was. Yeah. No, he was. He was doing like a gold gym ad. Oh, yeah, oh, that, that, wig. that one. Right, um, that wig. He's only got one wig. Enough about these Super Bowl ads, though. We got the Chicago Auto Show coming up. Two big anniversaries for the Chicago Auto Show. 25 years ago, they introduced. 25 years ago, Mazda introduced the Miata. And 25 years ago, I just found this out, Honda introduced this thing called the New Sports Experimental. What's that? Wow. It's the NSX. Oh, why? Yes. 
Now I feel stupid. There you go. <laughs> now I feel very stupid. <laughs> this new thing with initials called right. the. Um, yeah, so I found that out. That's that's kind of cool, right? This one huge show, this one show that was big enough for two major you know, Japanese never companies knew. to introduce something huge. I never knew that NSX stood for anything. New Sports Center. I never knew that, and I feel like a horrible person. You should. I feel like I have to give up ownership of my website now. And your um, Honda. And your Honda product. Take it from my cold, dead fucking hand. Um, I'm <laughs> trying to arrange that, less, but it's not working. No, no. Uh, let's just keep swearing. We already have. There this are a about. few reveals this year, even though it's lighter than the uh, Subaru Legacy. Oh, okay. That's probably the that Lincoln leads. Navigator because they botched that in Washington. Well, um, yeah, that's that's that a sad. That's a that's, sad. It's a sad thing. story for a sad company. It, the face of it, it car. looks like Iron Giant. So, it, I, so I'm gonna do yeah. Vin Diesel voices every time I see it. Oh, uh, no, you're gonna make me cry. <laughs> Superman. Lincoln's kind of making me cry. Yeah, that's I, I like it. That actually that, makes me that sad. Face that makes with me the, you know what would be awesome yeah. is if someone just said, "Screw it, let's go out with a bang and give us a modern Continental," and then they could die. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just like yeah. give it one last. That's kind of the that's kind of the Pontiac ethos. If they just the stole the Solstice and die. If they just stole the CL from Cadillac, rebadged it, called it the Continental, and said, "Fuck it, all right, peace out." Drop Fuck the it. mic we're and gonna, walk out and yeah. just shut the lights off. We're gonna go down in a barrage of lawsuits. It'll be great. Yeah, what if you're awesome. going down in a barrage of now? Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, what else is going on? Kia has like an electric Soul, I think. Electric Soul Ooh. EV, Electric Soul. I'm starting a band called that. And then a B-class city car off-road concept, That's which actually I just got nervous that I'm not supposed to be talking about it because it's embargoed, but this will be out after the Chicago Auto Show, so we're fine. And you, you <laughs> Chris, podcast Chris, listeners just don't. so you know. <laughs> Lady and gentlemen, <laughs> cover your ears. saying embargoed shit. This can't go on until after the Chicago Auto Show. Let me describe uh, what Brock's beads of tomorrow. sweat look like. <laughs> Good. Because I just said <laughs> rolling off shit. of <laughs> Rolling off of Jess's forehead. Right. <laughs> uh, that that pitter-patter you hear on the microphone. The Mitsubishi Stormtroopers are outside as um, we speak. Sorry, Kia. Uh, yeah, swap flat. Sweat. I can't even speak now. I need to uh, Can I get a glass of water? Um, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's some button. Kia stuff coming. Great. Um, what else is there? Oh, at next year's... Chicago Auto Show is the Miata. Is the Miata, which is really a shame. Which that they, they should have done it on the 25th, it anniversary, the 25th now that you anniversary. Said that. Right. That is a missed opportunity. Or they might do. No, nah, they probably wouldn't do that then. But or did, were you least, just going to say something that you know? What? No, I wish I knew. But you oh. know, every year Mazda has a Miata's Mazda Raceway event, and this year they pushed it back to August. It was supposed to be in May. They pushed it back to August so you get as many Miatas as possible. Like a world record of most Miatas in one place. Oh, and, um, they should do it there. Is what and saying. if they did it there, there was a rumor somebody mentioned it. That would be just that would be mic dropping moment. Right well, that'd be, be a good place drop. to do it. Yeah, um, exactly. And we know. I mean, we've seen prototypes rolling around yes. at Vendi. And then we've heard, you know, potential. Oh, it's going to weigh this much. It's going to, you know. Yeah. I mean, as long as they are truly focused on making it light, and then they give it the face that the rest of the family's getting, there's no How way it's going it to fail. Be? Right. That'd be wicked. And I'm really more excited for this than the Mustang. Uh yeah I could see I mean the Mustang's gonna be pretty awesome but I could see I, I mean I could no I mean see why. I mean the build up to the Mustang oh, I still want to drive the Mustang it's gonna be great but the build up to the Mustang I was more excited for the Miata build up than the mm. Mustang build up so interesting the more you know <laughs> um all right enough of this new car blah 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 we're gonna dive into <laughs> we, your oh world. we missed a bike we missed a uh, VFR do you care about bikes. Anybody care uh, about oh, oh, Shamu? Oh, that's, Shamu? that's Blake. Go for it. All oh. right. I'm, I'm so a bike idiot. So what's this about a new, new Honda? There's a new uh, VFR as of today, I think. Is which it a is 1200? A, no, it's an 800. That Ooh. reminds me of my first good bicycle, the Dino VFR. 
Ooh. I think it stood for very that's first a, racer. Or that's something. a pretty sweet bike. I Dino? bent the forks on it because I kept trying to do endos by using the curb. Where you'd, you'd roll in and just <laughs> turns know. out it works. Yeah, yeah the, I bent the shit out of the. All forks. the cool kids had dinos. And what was the other like sweet that got BMX stolen? What was the other sweet BMX bike? All the cool kids, Horos. They all had Horos, Horos, right? Pretty yeah. wicked. Yeah. Horos were expensive. See, now we need to have Jack Baruth on because he would just school our asses on oh, this topic. Man. Is that his thing? He used to be a BMX he used racer. To be a BMX champion. All these cool guys used to Jack be Jack Baruth's champions. hair has been flowing on a racetrack. That is for his, a very long. That is the source time. of his power. That is his um, what's his name? Yeah, that yeah, is his Samson-like power. He was sure a legit, hairline. like BMX. He was rad. Jack Baruth was Jack Baruth was how Needham's rad. Wow, Jack Baruth was rad. So anyway. There, there has been a VFR 1200 nicknamed Shamu for years now. Yeah. And then now there's yeah, a VFR it, it 800. Yeah, it replaced a perfectly decent VFR. I think it was actually an 800 back in the, the day. Fifth gen. Replaced the 750, right. which was a really neat bike. And now they're going back to an 800. I wrote down notes because I knew I wouldn't remember. <laughs> uh 2014 782cc it's still a V4 104 horsepower 55 pound feet Ooh, of torque. How much po- how much power? 100 104 horsepower. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a ton for yeah. a VFR yeah. for an 800 especially. And it's going to be a pretty good sport tour. It's right? going to be a great sport tour. Right. 500 and something pounds. You know, I test I test rode a uh, a VFR 800 about 2 years ago like a 2002 2003. I think that's what the fourth gen, I believe, and everyone I talked to that owned one said it's the greatest bike. It's ever a wonderful motorcycle ever, ever made. I couldn't fit on it; uh, it was too tall for me. Yeah, yeah. and it's the only thing. It's I the think only... this bike. I'm afraid this bike is going to be too tall for me because I, I would be tempted to get one. VTEC was Kicks cool in, yeah. in cars. On um, the motorcycle, it was like a like a magic gear <laughs> was activated, and the thing just accelerated all of a sudden. Just could you hear lurched. the like the you intake could... change and everything? Just like yeah, in a car? just go and you're off. Oh, that's you go. cool. And kind, I mean, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> VTEC was introduced. This yeah. is a great thing right, on a motorcycle. Right, right. Also, sure, sure. VTEC was introduced in the fifth generation, the one that came after the 03s, right? 04s. Yeah, yeah. So, so it had the you know the the nice reasonable sport yeah. tour displacement, right. and VTEC. And VTEC. I have a car with VTEC. That's all I got. Cool, I, cool I got story. Else. I don't ride bikes. I wish I did. You should. Cool. Um, but I, I don't. I well, would fall. My, my plan has been to get a, a Bonneville by the end of February or a CB500R, which is, everyone says is a great bike. I was, I, talking, today, I was talking so. to Wes Seiler about bikes. We should Wes, what should I get for a first bike? Should I get a Bonneville? He's like, he's like, no, no, no. He's like, buy something on Craigslist that costs you $500, drop it 10 times, then go get a new bike. I'm like, ooh, that's actually pretty good. And I'll, I'll take it one step further. You should get a bike called the DR350. It's a yeah. Suzuki. And, is it um, also the TRZ 400? It's a yeah, it's a relative. It's basically the same thing, right. but it's air cooled and uh, has a little bit, I think, a little bit better transmission. I rode my little... friend's DRZ 400. It's awesome. Yeah, that's what I've got. Great, great nice. bike. Yeah. The DR 350, you can throw it under as many buses as you want, and it'll be <laughs> just fine. And uh, it's, you know, it's bomb proof. Totally handsome. If you want to start getting a little weird like and put like a little, a little peanut nice, tank yeah. on it, you know, make a little. Uh, you know, a little little like cafe racer right. thing. You could even do that. It's a really neat bike. Is that a, what year is that? Oh, I don't know. Who cares? I'm not They're too. Old. I'm it's not it's too old. Bike? Is it cool. a '90s bike? It's a '90s bike. I'm not too oh, fat okay. for it or too big. Nah. No, no. Would you say DR300? DR350. Can you be too big for motorcycles or other yes. bikes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. No, I, I know those guys. <laughs> yeah. That's that that puts you into Harley country. You could look like a Shriner. Right. Yeah. 
you, you can have also to be, be a very be, large person to be too big. For you them. can absolutely be too small for them too. Right. Let me let like me just our say good this. Blake. We we yeah. We mentioned <laughs> well actually a lot of bikes are too big for me. That's a problem. Like a Triumph Scrambler or that VFR. Like hey, but, you want to ride a uh, KTM uh, you know, nine ninety? Yeah. Yeah. You want to you want to ride a GS twelve hundred or whatever? There was this great French guy. Um, he's a, a Perry Dakar racer, and he had the most amazing start. He was this. He was like. I think officially like 5'4". He's probably 5'2". Tiny guy. And he, he was riding the big BMWs, uh, the, the big GS. So that thing was, you know, it was even taller than a typical BMW. It was a real rally bike. And he would he would take a couple of steps next to it. Oh, God. Dumping the clutch, put his left foot on the peg, and then swing his right foot oh, over, yeah. launching how, in the sand. That's the how... The um... classiest... Thing you can possibly do on a motorcycle. That's how people get on bicycles. That's, That's awesome. how I learned to get on bicycles. And he's just, you know, smoking <laughs> a cigarette. I think he died of lung cancer, which is sad. But he, yeah. you know, just classic French swagger. Yeah. Oh, so his scarf blowing behind yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, couldn't yeah. imagine doing that to a motorcycle. I'd probably just drop the thing. That's it, it, like, run from awesome. me or something. Yeah, you go to try, you're like, oh, I got this. This is a smash. But uh, <laughs> actually, speaking of, speaking of people incompatible with their motorcycles we were mentioning bruce willis earlier he once did a motorcycle auction for charity where he sold a bunch of his bikes and he owned a cushman eagle which is a yeah, scooter about sense. this tall can you <laughs> imagine bruce willis on a cushman eagle it's not it's a harley not it's a cushman no it's a yeah it's a cushman <laughs> eagle he's probably not that big though yeah he's one of those guys he's that probably a little dude movies. i bet in real life um, just a little guy. But uh, Chris, let's, di- <laughs> let's dive into your world for a minute, Kantla. Um, you've been a photographer in the industry for a while. Yeah, that's um, how I got my start. You, uh, you've seen a lot of things. You've probably been in some horrible <laughs> trips. <laughs> that sounds so much more sinister. Um, than a, you've seen a lot of things. Anything I've seen things. off the top of your head that stands out as you know a memorable trip or a memorable experience. Oh God! All right. I mean, well, I'm sure there's plenty, but there's got to be something that the um, the highlight real moment really is uh, is this. Um, this awful YouTube video of me in um, uh, in a car with Mark Higgins at the Isle of Man that he might have seen. That's uh, that's the only place that people have ever known me from. And it's mostly because wait, wait. they can see my mustache. Were you the one twitching. in the car when he went sideways? Yeah, that was. You were in the car. Yeah. See, Holy this, everybody shit. does this. Everybody does this. Yeah, that's my only this moment. Is, this is Mark. I've made a joke yeah. about okay. the person. I've, I was telling some of that story, and I was joking about the journalist in the car because it seemed like the journalist didn't even realize how bad it was. I absolutely did. Okay. And you were very calm on video. I was very scared on video. Okay. I, my, so Higgins was getting that's himself amazing. psyched before the thing. He's like he's walking around in the forest, chilling himself out, and I'm just sitting there on the car absolutely horrified not knowing what to do and all i can think to get myself psyched is to not be the guy in the rally video screaming that's all that's all right. i want to accomplish and so when we hit it was at the bottom of bray hill uh when we hit there's this little little dip that all the bike guys just kind of cane it through and uh and the car bottomed out and it just takes this big long slide to the side uh Honestly, I was looking up the whole time because I, I was watching people who would come down from their, their walls and their lawn chairs to, right. to watch the race, thinking the car would be safer to watch than the motorcycles. They'd all come down right oh, to the God. side of the road, and I'm thinking, God, we are just going to clean all of these people. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going up the walls like lizards, man. Like they're <laughs> straight straight Jesus. up the wall. So that's what I'm looking at. When you see me going like this, right. I'm just watching dudes scamper. And, uh, and all I could think was, don't be that guy who – screams all the way in because i thought we were going in right i, that, I mean the, the, the that was an unbelievable it's one of the 
best saves ever caught on video. It's one, it, yeah. Oh yeah. No question. Because he was doing about a buck fifty. Buck fifty. Yeah. And you were and, yeah six. And usually a, you 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 know when you see a save. There it's were, one big catch. Right. He was sawing the shit at that. Yeah, and locked he was, the lock like three times. Yeah. But I, yeah, I can't believe that was you because afterwards, you know, he just then as soon as he catches it, he's, you know, I'm a rally driver. Let's keep going. He turns to you. He goes, says something like, like, you OK? And you're like, yeah, yeah. That was where it's to me. It seemed like whoever that person was didn't know. But that's awesome to hear that you knew exactly. The thing going through my mind at that point, Jeff, was that I had another 15 minutes in the car (laughs) before before we got back. You and I are in the middle of YouTube royalty here. Yeah, seriously. That's a how many, how many I wonder how many views that video has. It's a lot. It's a lot. You got to post it on the. You know who else could have caught it? Blake. Because he is a I, CTSV yes. school graduate. <laughs> only, only in a CTSV wagon, though. Not right. A, the Subaru the all-wheel Subaru. drive no, would throw you I, off. I got nothing. God, that all-wheel, all-wheel drive slides are pretty um, – Was this during the BRZ launch or no? No, it was, a, it was in a uh, STI. Okay. They um, still got that car. Subaru kept that car. So it's back in their their uh, newly formed museum. Oh, Where is that? Oh, it's Jersey? Some, some awful place like New Jersey. New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that's fantastic that you were in that video. So that's a pretty good one. To uh, to stand out now uh, as a photographer, do you have a do you remember what your favorite subject to shoot might have been? Oh, all right. Well, I got my start shooting cars and bikes. Okay. So there was a time when Road and Track and Cycle World were basically um, well, we were we were in the same building, owned by the same company. We shared the same photo studio, and yeah. that's where I came from. Yeah, and, uh, and that was all down in Newport Beach. Yeah, right. My wife used to work at Hogue, so. Oh, I mean, all right, all yeah. right. So neighbors. Yeah. So, um, so that's what we did. Um, so you know, over over the years, we just we did amazing, amazing stuff down there. Um, probably the the most fun thing I've shot was this wild Roland Sands, uh, custom. Uh, he called it the Dirty Desmo. Is that oh that's the one he took the Desmo Sediche to like dirt track or something? Yeah, right? yes. yeah. So yeah, so I I shot that. Uh, awesome. And that was that That's was an pretty insane incredible. Bike. It was, and he it pissed so many people everything. off with I that. Know. And I just it was fifty fifty. Yeah, I love it too. Okay. Well, no, I haven't seen this bike before. Describe the bike. So the Desmo Sedici was basically, I mean, it, not basically, it was a street bike, but it, it was a street the bike heavily version. influenced right. by their MotoGP bike. It was actually a wild motorcycle. Is that the ten ninety eight based one? No, no, no. This the Desmo Sedici is its it's a MotoGP bike. It's a MotoGP bike with a license plate on it. And uh, and it's fearsome, right? And it's beautiful. And the the Ducati fanatics, and there are a great many of them. They're worse than the Ferrari guys because they can actually afford their <laughs> their That's motorcycles. True, yeah. They don't just wear the hats. The Fer- the the Ducati guys are mad about keeping things kind of original. They'll paint in just awful gaudy colors on their bikes, but they don't want anybody else screwing with the bodywork. And this thing was head to toe completely redone. One of the coolest things I've ever seen is in flat tracker style, really tidy proportions, and it kept that just bonkers engine. It, it'd almost be like if a Porsche guy took – like imagine the 959 never happened. It would be like a Porsche guy took on a 911 and homebrewed a 959. Well, actually, you say that, but there is a there is a picture of – there's a build thread of this one guy that took an 80s 911 and turned it into a dually rat rod. That's dualies on yeah. the back, right? And then on the front, no, put like a big Ford engine in it and like a gigantic weird shield grill in the front, and it's weird looking. And 
So I know what you mean by that. Well, the Roland Sands one isn't weird looking. Yeah, it's true. no, it's but I can kind of imagine wheels. Roland Sands ones because I remember this motorcycle company in Portland did a uh, Panigale R, but they turned it, they uh, took it, made it into an off-road Panigale. They oh sure. It, you know, yeah. The, yeah. it was like a All camel drab, color, right? Yeah. They uh, they jacked up the suspension, put big knobby tires on it, and rode it rode it around. And, and they got all kinds stuff. of hell for that too. And they got all kinds of hell for that. But I think that sort of thinking is awesome. Yeah, I think yeah. it's great. Yeah, you got to see that bike. Everybody especially if they still make it. Yeah, it's pretty still make it. If they did that to like it's a, a, also yeah. that bike cost like seventy five grand. That's true. Yeah, Roland Sands is kind of a big yeah. Idea. Well, I think he also had another one that he wasn't messing with or yeah. something like yeah, that. Yeah, the, the owner did. I, yeah. And like I said earlier, I don't know bikes, but one time years ago when my wife worked at Hogue Hospital, I was picking her up, and someone there in Newport Beach Park, their Desmo Sediche, and even I knew. I'm like, whole uh, wow! Yeah. I knew exactly. It's what special. It was. It's really yeah. yeah, yeah. You've seen something special when you see those. Um, now I know I know you you write and stuff too, but yeah. um, obviously for some reason I keep coming back to photography. Um, because it's fun. Yeah, photography is fun. Yeah. Um, we get so to play with all the toys. It, it's nice to have get all to play the with toys. All the, the toys are the toys are expensive. We can all type. They're very expensive. The toys are pretty good. Um, do you have any tips maybe for some young photographers out there? Yeah, move your feet. I see a bunch of car guys. You know, you showed up at the car show and you just I, I see so many guys shooting the car from where they're standing. You know, where they where they wind up. And if you just wait 10 seconds and find another spot, move your feet, just start looking around and see what the light does on the car. You're going to find something different and something exciting. Don't be afraid to get close to it. Don't be afraid to walk really far back and, and see what the whole scene looks like. Just move your feet. Yeah. And, it, you know, I, I, some of the some of the most fun stuff I'm shooting right now, I'm just shooting with my iPhone. Which yeah. Is, yeah. I think great for that. It's a, yeah, it's an amazing tool. Instagram, yeah. Instagram is great for that. You're bending you over more. Instagram. You're doing different angles. You're fitting it into the frame. Yeah, yeah it makes you work. cool stuff. It makes you work. And, you know, I, honestly, I, I took our um, – we'll talk about the Miata later. But I took our, our long-term Miata, our, our, our very new long-term toy, Miata. our very long-term Miata, uh, out to help uh, the boss with a Porsche 911 Turbo Test out at um, – oh, what's that? A, a great racetrack out near – Yuma, out by uh, out in the middle of nowhere. Help me out. Like, Willow, out by where? Yeah, keep going, keep going. But, like, Button wait, Willow, not Button Willow, the uh, the country oh, club. Oh, Chuckwalla. Chuckwalla. Chuck. Oh. Okay, Chuckwalla. Cool little racetrack. We took it out there, and they've got a runway, so we're doing this. Uh, oh, we're doing nice. 9/11 turbo testing out there, and uh, and that thing is amazing, by the way. Um, and I, I took the Miata out there, and they've got this fantastic old water tank painted with a, a checkered flag lizard. It huh. says Chuckawalla Valley Raceway. I parked the Miata out there, and I snapped it with my big professional SLR. And I was thinking, you know, I just want to post this on Facebook. And yeah. I snapped it with the iPhone. I totally like the iPhone photo better. <laughs> I've, I've got all the tools, every resource I could possibly use in the photo that I like. I spent five minutes doctoring with Snapseed. Yeah, yeah. Put it on Facebook. <laughs> Snapseed's and awesome. That's, yeah. Snapseed that's is great. I actually yeah. just found a program, too, that lets you do, like, slow shutter stuff with your iPhone. So really? if you, if The one called stable, Slow Shutter? I think it is called yeah. Slow Shutter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I just found that out the other day. Have you, have you found music. Snapseed for uh, PCs? I mean – Computers, because they're it's built into Chrome. You just need a no. I use uh, Photoshop. <laughs> no, I, use, I use Snapseed Plus. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Snapseed Elements, but actually yeah. no. Um, Snapseed Snapseed is pretty great instead because there's stuff you can do on Snapseed that's like shortcuts. Because if you want to yeah. change like if you want to just boost up the like you know the fill light, you can sure. do it easily. In Snapseed. The drama. Right. Yeah, you just use drama, the drama filter. Where's the if you fil- want to inject some grunge into your photo. <laughs> How about some tilt shift? Now, yes. um, yeah, right. Um, now, you mentioned the Miata. That's actually where I was going to go next. Uh, explain what you guys are doing. Well, we've, we've got a Miata. We, uh, <laughs> we were talking about the 25th anniversary earlier, and, uh, and we're as excited about that as anybody else is because that thing has been part of 
the road and track family since its inception. And um, we were kind of banging around what we were going to do with it. And um, I was out in the office in, uh, in Ann Arbor, and we just sort of started daring each other to buy this uh, $1,600 Miata with 325,000 miles on it. And, uh, and I did it because I'm an idiot. And, uh, and now we've got it and it's parked, it's nice. parked like on your street right now, probably smoldering. Awesome. And it's, I've uh, driven it. It's, it's it wonderful. It is definitely a Miata. It's definitely a Miata. It's an it's NA. It's a It's, uh, it's the first year. It's a 90. Uh, the first year was 89, but in the U S it, it was badged as a 90 and, um, it's uh, Mariner blue, Smurf blue. And that's the same color it's as our got these, long It's got these goofy, car. goofy seat covers that look like someone killed Grimace from McDonald's. I awesome. think it looks like a, a, a killed and skinned cookie monster. Yeah, but they're too. remarkably comfortable. I bet, <laughs> so yeah. I haven't been able to take them off. We, we joked about them at first. And I, um, I was too horrified at the thought of what might be under a sheepskin seat cover that looks that yeah. awful. And I pulled them off and the seats are actually fine. Oh, nice. <laughs> but the, but That's the, why people put seat covers on. The seat covers are super comfortable. That's it awesome. Wasn't it a one owner? It, yeah, yeah. Technically a one owner car. Yeah. One guy for 300,000 plus miles. 320. He just stashed it away for miles. how many years? Did he just I don't stashed, think he stashed it away. I think he drove <laughs> the shit out of <laughs> he it. He the hell out of it. Okay. Yeah. Um, What's so? What's wrong with it? <laughs> everything, oh, everything. Yeah. There's nothing. I mean, there's nothing really right with it. It's a 25 year old, e- economically oriented car. So what are you guys but, gonna uh, do with it? Nothing. Just we're gonna put a million miles on That's it. That's it. We're and just fix things that need to be fixed. As, and, yeah, yeah. I mean, we you know we might do a, a couple of little tuning things here or there. You know, if we have the opportunity, because we're road and track and we're like that. But right. honestly, I don't. You know, we don't want to put a V8 in it. We don't want to. <laughs> You know, turbocharger. Some mild stuff might be fun, though. But mild stuff, right. yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, honestly, if we, it's not a restoration project. Either. Right. It looks like hell, and it's um, and it's kind of great because of that. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to do with it. The idea is that we can share it. So you know, we we bought this car. It's essentially disposable. Right. And because of that, somehow we've all fallen in love with it and the idea of it. And now we're going to share it with our friends and teach our girlfriends how to drive manual transmissions on it. And, uh, and you know, on and on and, and try and, uh, you know, get people who aren't familiar with how great a really simple, really light mm-hmm. five-speed cheap car is. Right. Because and, it is. That's and fantastic. especially it's kind of like charity work at this point because you need to teach car enthusiasts how great the Miata is and how great, like what you said, just a – and how great car. old cars are. Yeah, you know, we, I, I think for us, you know, we're a little spoiled doing what we do. We sure. know how great old cars are, and it would occur to any of us to buy an old. Well, Je- Blake and I were talking earlier about buying an old CRX. You know, we we oh, go we out and do those things. Too. That's a good <laughs> oh God, we go we do these things. You know, we we yeah. will go out and buy a great old car just for the sake of going out and buying a great old car for cheap. And I don't think anybody who is looking for a car for their kid would look at a Mazda Miata 325,000 miles and think that is a bargain. Well, but it's it funny you say that because we just got an email uh, to the Hooniverse tips line from our friends at uh, barnfinds.com. They put, out, they put out a great calendar, and they're moving, so they're selling their 84 GTI. It has like 87,000 miles on wow. it, and they want like 500 bucks. Wow. Wait, where, where is it? I think it's in Utah. Okay. I, I, yeah, if I had room in my garage, I'd be. I street park. I'd I don't give a shit. The Chicago Auto Show, <laughs> and it, it'd be such a fun car. I mean, it needs a little work here and there, but it yeah, looks like it could be. It would live 80, a good life here. GTI? In yes. Nice. It's a good year. You can do a lot of fun yeah, stuff with that. And there, I mean, there's a, just an endless sea of cheap parts. Does it come with a Macintosh computer? <laughs> Man, a yeah. Apple sticker. Think different. Now, I just want to go into what Chris and I were talking about. I found 
somebody posted a I don't know how many miles that CRX had, but actually it didn't say how many the story miles. goes back. A, <laughs> the story goes back a few days because someone posted a blue and gray CRX SI from '84, and it had eighty-seven thousand miles on it, and it was being sold in Los Feliz for five thousand bucks. Five thousand. Exactly. Well, that car is absolutely incredibly clean, and it's worth five grand because everything on it was original. Everything was flawless. Sounds like a lot. Well, CRXs <laughs> are going up in value, you know. So we found we found this one. Looks exactly the same, in a pretty much the same condition. I don't know if it's an SI or not. It might just be an LE, but it's the 84 carbureted. Um, needs a new gasket and new piston ring for cylinder number four. And that's it. And he's selling it for a grand. And he's, we could probably talk him down a bit. And he's in Seattle. So we could just get a – and here's another thing I found. Honda Ridgelines – Honda rates their Ridgeline for towing at 5,000 pounds. It's, so you're going to put it in the back – of a ridgeline. Just stuff it in the back. Just, yeah, oh, vertically. Yeah. That'd be awesome. That'd be great. That I can endorse. That but would be cool. bring it back, and then you'll have enough money for four new Miatas. Yeah. Yes, that's true. That's very that's true. Perfect. Or this, a, this one sweet-ass GTI and a bunch of parts. Yeah, because you're going to need them. <laughs> so that'd be a sweet car, though. 84G lifting that car. inside wheel in every corner oh, around GTI L.A. Sweet. I might get one. But, um... Yeah, so that's that's about it. And the best part is when you, when you flip that CRX, you can flip it to some hipster in Los Feliz and for like who knows how much. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of old cars, um, you mentioned something about uh, earlier about the first Volkswagen in California. Oh, this yeah, it's a great story. It's a great story. This um this actually goes back a bit to another story I wrote. Volkswagen on January seventeenth, nineteen forty nine, the first Volkswagen Beetle ever. Came, I mean, first Volkswagen Beetle came to American shores, and this guy named Ben Pond, this Dutch guy, um, ran an import, uh, ran an import dealership importing. Well, you know, he re- imported Volkswagens. I can talk. I can. I know. <laughs> You're so excited. You've curled up like a cat on the, on the couch. <laughs> I'm in my Beetle position right now. So, um, anyway, this guy was in Rotterdam importing Volkswagens, and he decided to bring one, bring two Volkswagen Beetles over to America. So they landed in New York City, and he. Took him up and down the East Coast trying to get dealers to sign up for eight months. And everyone called it uh, the Hitler car. It's a piece of shit. What a crappy car. No, this is four years after we beat Germans. Right. So. And um, he, he called Volkswagen the victory wagon trying to get through nice. this, past this Hitler thing. Anyway, he, he, had to, he ended up not getting any dealers to sign up, sold one of the Volkswagens to pay for his hotel bill, and then went back to Rotterdam and – Became a race car driver and a winemaker, so he did. Nice. Right. So he still won. He, he still did all right. But a few months later, actually that same year, um, Max Hoffman took over, and everyone knows who Max Hoffman yep. is because he basically brought every European car to America. In 1949, they sold two Beetles. In 1950, they sold 153 because of Max Hoffman. And I posted that story, and this reader named Marshall Roeth, Roeth, I think. Um, emailed me and was like, you know, I happen to have owned the very first Volkswagen ever registered in California. Wow. Here's a story. In 52, he was in high school, and he just graduated high school, and he bought a 46 Beetle that a GI had brought back from Germany. And when he brought it back, he gave it to his dad. The GI gave it to his dad, and his dad set up a traveling show with a Mercedes staff car and called him the Cars of Hitler. Oh, God. Yeah, right. So... Um, he, he bought this Marshall kid. He was a kid at the time, obviously, and he bought it from the GI, and the car was a heap. It needed a new ring gear. I think the brakes, the mechanical brakes were shot, and um, the guy had put on these Ford-sealed headlights because of the uh, sealed beam regulation or something like that. So he took it to John, John Von Neumann over in uh, 
in North Hollywood. Now, John von Neumann is famous because he later became the first Ferrari dealer in America. Wow. And he raced a uh, Testarossa 250TR that he had hot-rodded and bored out to three liters after convincing Ferrari that would be a good idea. And that car is owned by Bruce Meyer. And I did another story on that car and Bruce Meyer as well. So it's weird how everything fits together. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, so you got, did you get to see this Volkswagen? No, no. He sold it. Like when he, when he left Art Center, he went to Art Center and he drove it all through high school. And he, I mean he drove it all through college and he drove up to Pebble Beach. And he would drive with um, young Robert Cumberford, you know, <laughs> famous automobile magazine design editor. Yeah. And um, they'd go up to Pebble Beach and shoot the races there because he used to have that road race in Pebble Beach, which is still – Incredible to think about that they just let these guys drive around past all these trees and crash into trees and shit. And um, <laughs> in the story, he was driving up around Santa Barbara in 1953, and he saw a gigantic flash of white light in four in the morning. And when he got to Pebble Beach, he later found out they were testing nukes in the Nevada desert. Whoa. And he saw the explosion. And our editor, Andy Stoy, looked it up on Wikipedia, and it was um, – he found the exact – I think it was called Operation Upshot Knothole or something like that, <laughs> which is the um, the series. That's of my favorite tests. porno. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, he sold it for he sold it for pennies, but it's kind of cool. It's a really cool story. That is oh, cool. Good story. Yeah. That is cool. Uh, any on, other uh, AutoWeek.com? AutoWeek on AutoWeek.com. Uh, any other um, old car stuff in your life, Chris? Oh my God, yeah. I uh, so what got me into this whole thing was this really neat guy named Mike Taggart, who um, I. I uh, when I was a kid, I worked at a newspaper. I grew up in Ojai. Um, and, uh, and there's this great little newspaper there. And behind the newspaper office was this old, uh, uh, somewhat cantankerous uh, car collector named Mike Taggart. And uh, and I, I basically uh, rekindled my interest in cars in his garage. And, nice. uh, and it's a, just an amazing garage. Yeah, I bet. Formula One cars, old Jags. Oh. Um, every... Cooper, uh, so you know Formula One, Formula Two, Monaco's awesome. Junior. So a serious, serious. He's collection. a serious collector and yeah. a really, really neat guy, and uh, and a good friend. Nice. And uh, yeah, so you know, old, old cars for me are, are the thing, but new cars are great too. Right, right. We, I mean, that's kind of how we feel here. I think uh, you know, we, there's a lot to love about new cars, but you know, old cars. It's a little more passion and soul. Well, they wanted to kill you, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I almost, yeah. I almost died in a car in Ojai, actually. Yeah, yeah. That's what you do. <laughs> right. Uh, when that video is not going on YouTube. Um, <laughs> and it was in an old car. Jeff um, was screaming the entire time. No, I wasn't. Uh, I was oddly calm. Um, it's You see? That's yeah. how it is. <laughs> That's, That's a good point. You, you don't scream until after it happens. And then you're just like, what yeah, but yeah. happened? And I and I saved it too. So nice. <laughs> me and Mark Higgins, you know, got a little. <laughs> I wasn't doing 150 though. Um, <laughs> speaking of more old car stuff, uh, some no. people have been asking for updates on the Wombat. That's our project wagon. Yeah. Um, the, there's some videos coming soon. Uh, our radiator is being sized up because we're gonna have a custom radiator made. Our steering, we have to have custom steering, which I was worried was going to be wildly expensive, but it's actually not that expensive, um, is being measured because we can't use the existing steering box. Now, is the car at a shop right now? Yeah. Okay. Uh, wheels, tires, and the rear suspension is definitely in. The wheels and tires should be on by the next time I go there. So we're getting there. I mean, the engine sitting in the engine bay is not bolted in yet. 
because we're waiting till we figure out where radiators sit, where steering is going to sit, and all that shit. Um, but it's move. I mean, it's moving. I just hope it moves soon. I, it, it's never fast, is it? No, it's no, not. never fast. Um, but I'm really excited to get this car on the road, and I, I just hope the very first thing that happens is that the rear end doesn't go pop. But it's it's likely. <laughs> Bing. Everybody I talk to seems to be split 50-50 on it. That's, so that's exciting. It's pretty good odds, right? Pretty good odds. Yeah. Um, but back to new cars for a second. Blake, you're driving something cool this week. Driving a Chevy SS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like that. Not just a trim level anymore. No, not at all. <laughs> just like that Nelly song. I don't like the name. Black SS. I'm just going to start this off. I don't like the name. You know what the name? You know, the, the more I was driving it, first of all, the car is wonderful. It's absolutely great. It's it's a good all-arounder. It's comfortable. It can, it's its most comfortable cruising speed is 90. So clearly every, gov- every municipal government in America has to up their speed limit accordingly. <laughs> but it's, you know... They could have sold it as a Cadillac. They could have sold it as like a mid-level Cadillac one-off and because it represents everything good about American cars. Big, quiet, and powerful. And yeah, but they already have effortless the CTS. Too, the they already have the CTS. That's true. So, but I, th- I just think it just And this Chevy has a history of sporty cars. Yeah, I just true. wish it wasn't called the SS. There's so many cool names they could have went with. Do you wish the name that they could have went with was Pontiac? The Chevy Pontiac. No, I mean, yeah, they, you could have, you certainly could have plucked a, a Pontiac badge and, and and done some stuff there. Um, there's more Chevy stuff you could have pulled from the well. Hell, I mean, hell, make this car a little bit bigger, but I guess you have to change the platforms at that point. Yeah, but it's not Impala big. But how nice would it be to have that running gear in an Impala SS? That's, that's See, true. that's. Rather, I mean, the new Impala is actually pretty nice. Yeah, the new Impala is nice. But it's, it's, nice you know what's car. interesting about this car is that the V8, it's it's the Corvette derived 6.2 liter V8. It sounds almost very, almost exactly like the Impala V6. When you floor the Impala, it has that very high strun sound to it. Interesting. And it sounds kind of like the uh, SS. It's weird. That is weird. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I'm very curious to get behind the wheel of that car myself. Um, but so far, so good. Thumbs up. So far, wonderful. Hmm. Just a wonderful car. The uh, the six speed automatic. You know, it's got a reputation, but it shifts fast. It's slightly jerky on the upshifts, but um, it's very quick. So, hmm. nice. Yeah. Um, I just gave back another General Motors product. I just gave back the uh, Corvette Stingray convertible. Holy shit, is that a good car? Is it a great <laughs> nice car? That is awesome. It's the one I had nice had car. the Z51 package, seven speed manual. Um, you know, all the goodies. It was $69,000, and for that price, you are just getting a hell of a car. Uh, That's a bargain. It's pretty stiff, too, right? I may or may not have been going down PCH next to a guy on a GSXR, and we may or may not have gone light to light. I'm not saying this happened, but, you know, if it did happen, and I got to the next light first, and I expected it to be a 750, and it was a Gixxer 1000. And he go I, he goes that car he had like an East, he almost sounded like Camille our our, our <laughs> East Coast editor who has a very chill bro yeah a very Eastern European accent he's like this is very fast car and I go yeah and I look at his bike I'm like that's a one thousand he goes yes with light modifications I go that shouldn't have just happened then no like, you weren't on the bike arm. the whole way <laughs> um, no. I, I felt more safe in my car than you did on your bike but uh, it still yeah, felt thousand. good to quote unquote win our little. If it happened, but you know, it, it didn't it. happen. Um, that car, the car's fast. It's awesome. I did get pulled over in it. 
and I got a warning, and the guy liked the car. So nice. That was good, too. Um, but not for an uh, insane speed. It was like 42 in a 35 down in a 2nd Street zone. in Long Beach. See, he didn't have to tell us. Yeah. He could have been anything. Mm-hmm. Well, that, but uh, anything 10 over, I'm fine with talking about it. Anything ten o- under 10 over is what I'm saying. 42 so, on a dirt road through the mountains. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On a, yeah. 42 through a playground, you know. Um, but now <laughs> I've jumped, jumped, I've given that back, and I'm in a different, it's apparently GM week here, um, cruise diesel. Now, how is that? Because I haven't driven it. The I've cruise is nice, you know. The, yeah. the cruise is a nice car. I don't love, and I, I am a massive fan of diesel engines. I don't know if I totally love this one. On the highway, it's fine. You have the radio up. The wind noise beats the engine noise around town and on initial startup. It sounds almost like an old-school diesel, which is good and bad. Um, Cool for the enthusiast who likes diesel, bad for anybody else who wants to buy a diesel. Um, My nod here would be to say buy the Jetta unless you're worried about reliability. My ultimate nod, though, would just say, hey, wait for the Mazda because it's probably Wait, no, your nod would be to buy the Jetta except for reliability, but this is GM's first – Mainstream diesel since the seventies. Yeah, but Volkswagen's been doing they've been, for they've been doing some diesel shit everywhere else. You know, we haven't had their diesels in a while, but they've been making some diesels around the planet for the some cruise? time. And what's that in the cruise? Uh, well, the the cruise actually did have it for a little bit in other parts of the country or the world before we get, right. got it. But they've been building diesel engines around the globe for a long time. And this is also a Fiat diesel, isn't it? Or is it actually a GM diesel? Uh, I think it's a GM diesel. Oh, I don't cool. know. I know the turbo's made by Honeywell. That's like the only thing I know. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, but it, it's 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 not my favorite version of the cruise, and I thought it would be. Um, I don't know. It's just it, it, there's some serious lag when you're on the highway and you go to pass. You put you, you put your foot down, one one thousand. Oh, there we go. It's like wow, that, and it's not transmission related. It, it feels like it's engine related because you can pop it into manual mode. Just put it into third gear, see if it'll do the same thing, and you still get the lag. Um, so it was it was interesting. Uh, the steering could be it's it's oddly light at times, and then around town it's oddly heavy. Uh, it's just not weighted very well, but it's comfortable. It's you know it's, it, it'd be a great, and I don't mean this as a knock, even though it's normally a knock to call something like that'd be a good rental car. If you showed up and they gave you that as a rental car, you'd be very happy. Not it would make a good – you know what I'm saying? Like I just because totally there's tons of range, yeah. the seats are comfortable, you connect your phone, you'll have Pandora, and then if a rental car has excellent it's, satellite. It's a it's, car you drive on a business trip to Topeka. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of unfortunate. It's a, it's a good car to forget you're driving. Good highway. Yeah, good highway cruiser if you just sit back, crank the radio up so you're not hearing the engine and just go. So what kind of mileage are you getting? Um, I mean I have a What's fat the average foot. Uh, I, I, haven't, I have to recheck it. Um, because it's rated at 27 around the city, I'm a little bit lower than that because I've you know been fat footing it. I, but now after doing some highway, it should go up. They say though, uh, per EPA, if you just did a full tank on the highway, you could do like 715 miles or something like that. Wow. Yeah. So when I first got the car and they dropped it off with a full tank, the range said something like 600 miles, which is probably you know mixed driving, which, which is enough for us to go to Utah and pick up that GTI. <laughs> it's enough to go to Vegas and back almost if we, you know, did a little drafting on the way out there. Yeah. It is, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm a big fan of that Passat diesel. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's an incredible car. I just had the Touareg diesel, and it's excellent. Yeah. 
I mean, it's a good way to. I actually think it's a better way to spend the money than the Porsche Cayenne diesel because it's just as fast. But if you're, as long as you're not a badge snob, pop all the badges off, and you're in more incognito than the Porsche one. I agree. And I you don't a, have to pay, you know, three hundred dollars for a color match key fob. Of course not. <laughs> I had a Beetle convertible diesel. Now that is a that is a neat little car. It is a neat little car. Yeah. Volkswagen is doing good whoa, stuff whoa, whoa. with their diesel. Beetle, Beetle convertible diesel. Beetle convertible. Beetle. I think it's yeah. Like everybody here's nodding. What? What? Everybody's nodding. Beetle Everybody's nodding. Yeah. 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 I don't think of it as a chick car anymore, and I drive a Miata. So that doesn't really help. <laughs> well, then your but, opinion doesn't yeah, isn't valid. Cool. No, um, Beetle's, Beetle's a good car. Convertibles are great. Diesels are great. And it's, it's the a good, only it's a diesel convertible, convertible in the country, right? Or something weird like that? Yes. Yeah. You can't get a diesel into EOS because that's insane. And also the EOS... <laughs> it'd be like $60,000. Yeah, because the EOS starts at like thirty eight or something absurd these right. days. Uh, I remember... I have a random EOS story. When they revealed the refresh at the LA Auto Show like two, three years ago, the night before at their design thing in Santa Monica, I'm standing next to Rick Hilton. <laughs> and he goes... Who's Rick Hilton? Of the Hilton Hotel chain. Oh, I thought so. Paris's dad. Um, <laughs> he, he turns to me and goes, Oh, what do you, this is pretty cool. What do you think these are going to cost? And I wanted to say, Why the fuck do you care? But I said, <laughs> oh, I don't know, like 35000 He goes, Oh, not bad. I mean, maybe he's going to give them out as you know gifts to people. <laughs> Holiday um, bonuses. That's my random EOS story. Um, yeah, well, you know, he's in a position where he can go thirty-five grand for a car that's smaller and less practical than a Beetle. It's like, oh, it's cheaper, yeah, than, whatever. it's cheaper than my watch. Awesome. Yeah, it probably is. Probably he's, much cheaper. It probably is. Um, I only know Connie Hilton because I watch Mad Men. Oh, nice. Jack, um, <laughs> <laughs> that was the most condescending. Oh, nice. Oh, no, I like Mad Men a oh, lot. Nice. I can't wait for it to return. Yeah. Um, Chris, you driving anything fun at the moment besides your million-mile Miata? Just a million-mile Miata. Oh, nice. Very nice. You riding anything fun? Am I riding anything fun? No. You know, I'm, I'm I'm traveling a lot right now, okay. so it doesn't really make a lot of sense to have something here. Just it would it would spend all its time at the airport. Where are you going mm-hmm. to next? Chicago tomorrow. Ah, early. Yeah. Oh, I haven't right, even packed yet. Uh, which yeah, sucks. yeah, I know it's, it's um, so miserable. But uh, do you have any cool cars coming up to drive? Yeah. No, I don't Nothing. have anything scheduled. I've got. I, I for me right now, it's all travel. Okay. You know, that's that's sort of the neat thing about my job and and the Achilles heel of the whole. Uh, auto journalism thing is that you know we we do get to do really great stuff. And yeah. We're traveling constantly for it. Yeah. This but also we're busy. traveling constantly for it, and this is the time of year when I don't come home. I don't drive my favorite roads. I don't right. pull anything cool out of the fleet. I just I go like hell. February's February's looking busy. Blake, you got anything cool coming up? Kia Soul Friday. Oh, I'm also I'm also seeing the new Need for Speed movie tomorrow. Ugh. I know. The movie's gonna suck. I know. I know. I shouldn't I, say that on air. They invited me out to the set. And <laughs> that's a whole nother story, though. Um, I just scheduled something rather fucking awesome. I'm going to spend a weekend with a Morgan three-wheeler. Yes. <laughs> nice. Good. Nice. Good. Nice. That's cool. Really? Now you can wear a scarf. <laughs> the new one. Yeah. Or, uh, or an old one. A uh, new one. New one. Go. So the SS motor, the whole. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, whole I drove one thing. briefly in New York at midnight once. I wrote about it on Hooniverse. It was Alex Roy's car. Alex this guy, they're yeah. giving. I'm picking it up Saturday morning and giving it back Monday. Are you picking great. it up from Morgan West? Yes, I am. Dennis Glavis. He let me drive the Morgan there. It was great. Was it the oh. purple? Was it the maroon one with the big red no on idea. the side? That's his demo, and it was awesome. Three wheeler. It, it was incredible. Yeah. They're really. Just, you know, I cannot wait. They've made a lot of really fun cars. The yeah, old, the old Morgans that you know. Wood ones, yeah, they're kind of great. Yeah, the Morgan three wheeler is the best thing to happen to Morgan in, in generation. I mean, since the Arrow, the Arrow Max. Living in Cal, those, living yeah. in California, if I could afford that car, I would daily drive. 
And it's not. It would that, be my daily driver. I mean, you said that Desmond Ditchie is uh, seventy-five grand. This is forty-five or something. Right. Well, we yeah. are. That's the I cost mean, of the Chevy SS. I. That's true. <laughs> if I would need. I would need another vehicle. If you're Rick Hilton, you could buy one. You could. You could buy both. Or get an EOS. Or get an EOS, <laughs> and then you'd be tapped. Right. Yeah. And then that's just all your money, all Ugh, the money you ever had. Sorry, Paris. No Bentleys this year. I just bought an EOS. Um, yes, but, but I'm very excited about that. Uh, and and uh, like you, Chris, I've got a bunch of travel, so it'll be a nice weekend home with that car in between some traveling. Not that I'm complaining because the travel's good. It involves good. some racetrack time, some time driving ridiculously expensive British cars on ice. Um, oh, yeah. So there's some cool shit coming up. That's great. Um, did you uh, Speaking of racetrack time, did you, did you guys see what we did at Daytona? That was kind of cool. Was uh, that the illustration um, thing? Yes, Wait. the illustration thing. Oh, so we, you had her draw the stuff. Yes, yes. I, that so was that was our drawing? project. So we've got this fantastic illustrator working with us named Daniela, and she illustrated all 24 hours of Daytona. Yeah, it was fantastic. So, oh, thanks. It was so excellent. every hour. Uh, Mark Urbano and I were at the racetrack uh, shooting. So and did she go off pictures? Or? She was working off pictures the whole time, and uh, and she was doing really, really amazing work in an hour. Every single one no. of those she did inside an hour. Really, I mean, it's like, let's be honest, it was more like 30 minutes because Mark and what I What are were... you doing with the prints? <clears throat> Figuring it out. Um, I would buy one. Yeah, I know a lot of I don't of, know yeah. if I could afford one. I would. They're, uh, they're pretty good. They're yeah. pretty good. A lot of people are, are interested in mooching. Oh, I'm sure. Um, but they're beautiful. If you if you haven't seen them and you're listening to this podcast, go to Road and Track and, and track them down. It's a, it's a really cool project. And she did go to Road and Track and track them down. Road and Track and track them down. Now, uh... Road it into the ground. <laughs> Chris, it's it's been a pleasure having you this evening. Uh, is there anything you'd like to promote? You know, obviously Road and Track. Um, yeah, Twitter accounts and, and all that fun stuff. Twitter accounts. Yeah, we're on Twitter. Um, Million Mom Miata is on uh, is on Facebook. So go and be friends with the Million Mom Miata. Um, we've got a cool. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. I wrote down uh, on my hand to preview the the twelve greatest cars. Nobody's heard about which is Ooh. uh coming out on, yeah the 12 greatest cars that no one's yeah, heard not about. nobody's ever heard about but you know, cars is, that i don't guarantee get alex kirsten's heard of all of them yeah, how many of them are the matra jet you really yeah yeah that was mine seriously <laughs> yeah. right That's you know awesome. you know you yes. know why i mentioned that because have we talked about this before no but oh i forgot to talk about this great thing we did uh this weekend mark vaughn and i we drove the idx concepts yeah idx concepts oh, That's you're important. gonna have to save that i will yeah. have to save you that because save one that. of the, the nissan uh design director has. in america has one and has a ford comet and basically just has a bunch of cars on that list probably. i feel like i told you this no you really? haven't you, you haven't told me this, this, this is awesome. I talked to you. we he just broke two of the 12 oh man and a panhard do uh douche bonnet yeah, which is the same thing. Yeah, as a jet. Anyway, um, <laughs> but a jet is gorgeous. I, I, uh, I will tell you the Larry Webster uh, picked the Pontiac Grand Prix GXP. Okay. So for the justification of why he picked the Pontiac Grand Prix okay. GXP, which I saw on the way here, oh god, and still could not, could not figure out. You're gonna have to go. I and, like the GXP. Do you really? It's a 303 horsepower V8, and it didn't look that terrible. It no, it didn't look that terrible. And our editorial assistant, Will, who's a, a nice guy and who's um, has one. No, it, no, worse. He's got a tattoo, a GM tattoo on his arm. Okay, oh, that's yeah. That I know. seems like the sort of Pontiac demographic. You know, that Pontiac G- Grand Prix GXP will be guaranteed the coolest car you see in community college. Wrote down. I swear to you, I, I've got a page of notes on why it's so great. 
5.3 liter aluminum V8, 305 horsepower, equal length half shafts, means minimal to nor torque steer selection yeah, transmission. And I, I just like my eyes are watering immediately yeah. because yeah. I can't get there. I, man. That is a terrible I hated car. Pontiac. Pontiac, I just, that was a terrible company. It and is. It is. Their so fans are loved. worse, and their fans would definitely email me tonight. Uh, Chris, how about personal Twitter or anything like that? I'm just Chris Cantle. Oh. I am the worst social media person in the world. Excellent. Follow the Miata and I'll, 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 I really am. Blake, <laughs> please promote all your fun shit. Uh, Nissan IDX concept, that story's been uh, doing really well for us, but it's also just a great story. I mean, you know, we, we got to drive it more than Motor Trend, which is neat. But um, it was also, you know, how, many, how often do you get to drive a, drive a concept? <clears throat> when I said promote, I meant like Twitter and shit. We're oh, going to do I'm, IDX next week. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm at, I'm at BZRONG where you can read my terrible opinions. What does that mean? What? What does BZRONG stand for? BZRONG. I'm just kidding. I hate you so much. <laughs> um, and then I would tweet at Jeff and tell him, tell him how much I hate him. Also, we still have to make you a CTSV Twitter handle. It has to happen. I don't know what you're going to do with I'm that. Gonna, actually, I'm going to make it on the flight to Chicago tomorrow. Do it. That'd be great. Yes. Also, um, I'm also BZRON on Instagram. Um, and yeah. Don't, so pictures don't of find watches, me on Facebook. Motorci- don't find me Don't on friggin' find me on Facebook. That's it. Find me. I have a bunch of friends who I don't know who they are. Um, <laughs> follow me, Jay Glucker, on Twitter. Also follow the Hooniverse on Twitter. Um, all that fun stuff. Keep sharing and talking about this podcast. Also, if you're interested in getting your own podcast, go to shoutengine.com. They make it super easy and simple to run your podcast the way that we do. So go get your own damn podcast. I mean, if we can do it, you can too. Pretty much. See you next week. <laughs>